0: This is Sober Company, a podcast about modern sobriety. My name is Lacey. My name's Nick. And today we are celebrating Nick's one year sober bursary. We also <laughs> have him back for an episode, the very <laughs> exclusive Nick Rama. We have him. I guess.
1: <laughs> I've been like all over the place. It hasn't been conducive to podcast recording
0: That's lately
1: for me. Yeah.
0: Been I think the rambling
1: be... traveling man.
0: Right. Bob Dylan or something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I think it's the Almond Brothers.
0: Oh, all right.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, I've also been trying to like just hide out because I get, I mean, it's getting, I mean, I passed the one year mark, but that's been a long time coming for me.
0: How long, um, how long have you been working for that?
1: I guess it started in 2015. So it's been five years.
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah. I'll- and every time it gets near, I mean, not always near the one year, but, but like last year, it was like sometime around this time. Like I went on a trip and, uh, yeah.
0: you
1: know, I had some drinks and it was just kind of like, I don't know, the whole like date thing and it, I don't know, it just like got in my head a lot. So,
0: right.
1: Uh, you know, Sorry for not being on the podcast, but it was just kind of nice having some like distance from like talking about recovery, sobriety and recovery all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Because some, at least for me, you know, it just kind of gets in your head sometimes and then it just kind of like freaks me out. So it was nice to just take a break a little bit from all that stuff and just like, I don't know, taking a break from life and just, you know, going through some changes. But yeah, it's good to be back. I mean, we've been staying in touch off the record.
0: Unrecorded. So
1: yeah, yeah, we're back on the record.
0: <laughs> it um, feels good. It feels good to have your voice on the other end. It really does.
1: It does. I will
0: say. <laughs> <laughs> it feels real natural for me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I've been doing um, Zoom recordings with people. But, and we're just doing the old-fashioned telephone call right now. And we could switch to Zoom. But I feel like, I don't know, there's a special connection with the phone as well. Between us, I think.
1: Did you do the Zoom recording with, like, video on?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we have a good vibe on the phone.
1: Yeah, I like the old school phone calls.
0: Like when we were, like, I was a teenager. I loved talking on the phone.
1: (laughs) I mean, I didn't, but uh, I like it now. Yeah, no, I didn't talk on the phone that much. It's kind of weird, like, back in the day, because it was like, you would only have like one phone in your house.
0: I know right? that got me in trouble because my yeah, dad, and it was like, like yeah.
1: all connected, right? Yes. So you had like a phone upstairs and downstairs and like,
0: yeah, my dad picked up a couple times and heard like, for anyone listening who knows who Jordan Jordan Catalano is, the Jordan Catalano of my high school was like trying to, you know, flirt with me on the phone. And my dad was like, not okay. <laughs> with <it. laughs> I was really okay with it. But anyway, yeah. So do you wanna do you wanna go what let, let's talk about this one year and I mean we did it for me, you know? I don't oh, do, yeah, do I you guess wanna we can go through year it. by yeah. year, or do you wanna go about just do this year or how do you wanna do it?
1: Oh god, you're really testing my memory year by year. Uh I didn't prepare for that. Okay. I could go over like the last year. That's good.
0: We can do uh, this year.
1: Yeah. I'd have to go back and like refresh my
0: I think I my know your story pretty records. well, actually. I you do. Probably you probably do it. know it better than I do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think we talked about my story at some point on here.
0: It may have been one of the ones we deleted, we have it, but yeah,
1: like deleted. yeah. <laughs> like
0: the lost tapes.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, so maybe those will eventually get released. So, right, you can look forward to the the previous four years when Ken Burns does
0: our tribute. Well. We'll bring it out. Um,
1: but this year, I think you know. I think I talked about this. Like, we have a friend, mutual friend James, and yep. I went on a trip with him. I guess it was around. It was like summer of last year, right? Uh, and I had like I don't. Know, I guess it was like ten, eleven months at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like I took this trip to Nicaragua, and I was just kind of like. I don't know. You get this feeling when you travel sometimes that it's, like, it's not reality. Right. And, like, it doesn't count. So it was, like, one of those types of situations, which I immediately regretted afterwards. Because, like, you know, when you haven't, at least the way, like, I always drank when it came to, like, these, like, long periods of sobriety. It's, like, when you have, like, one drink after, like, 10 months of not having a drink, you're kind of, like, just go full out on it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at least that's how I did it.
0: But you were so, like, yeah. what kind of mental space were you in when that happened?
1: Too? I, think, I mean, I think I was in a okay mental space. Like, yeah. things were fun. I mean, it was just, like, fun. And it was also, like, this trip where it was, you know, we both went, but we met all these other people there. And it's like, you're on the beach, and, like, people go surfing, and then they're drinking afterwards. And it was just, like, a week of, like, nonstop people partying. Right. Like, around us and not engaging in the partying. And then it came to like the last day and <laughs> I wouldn't have done it. It was nice having James there because he was, you know, my accountability. I couldn't have done it, but James didn't go out the last night. I just went out without him. And that's when, uh, you know, we were driving in the car and I didn't, of course I didn't know any of these people. I didn't tell them I didn't, I didn't drink or anything like right. that. And we're like in the van driving to the beach or whatever. Mm-hmm. And somebody like stops and gets like a 24 pack and then they're like, oh, okay, like, last night here, like, everyone celebrate. And then they just handed me one. And I was like, Ugh. it was like a case of the, the fuck it's.
0: Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So I was like, fuck it. I mean, whatever. It was like, you know, it happened. nothing terrible happened that night. But, of course, the shame of, like, afterwards being like, man, I was, you know, I was really, like, actively involved in recovery at that point. Yeah. Like, going to meetings pretty much, you know two or three times a week for RD, like really actively involved in that community. Yeah. And then I just kind of like, oh man, coming back. And it's just like, i you know, people might relate to that feeling when you, you know, and this happened to me a lot, like in the previous four years, is like when you slip up after having some period of sobriety, you're just like, oh my God, this again, like I'm a failure, I can't do this. And then it becomes really easy to like keep slipping again and just go back out, you know, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if I actually told anyone that that happened in Nicaragua to larger community. Yeah. James Mm -hmm. obviously knew because like I think he found me like passed out on the floor like the next Uh, morning. And he was like, oh, okay." (laughs) But he was like, I mean, he was cool about it. But he was obviously like, well, whatever, dude, like get your shit together, you know. Um,
0: Did you guys, when you were there and all this kind of partying was happening, did you ever kind of acknowledge it and say, like, have a conversation about it and say, like, this is the plan for that? Or, like, you know, let's talk about the fact that everyone's partying and we're sober and, you know, like, address it? No, we didn't. Yeah,
1: That would have been a smart thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) Like
0: exit plans and all of that. yeah, Yeah, and,
1: like, we've talked about this before. I think, like, we both have different... Mind frames when it comes to recovery. It's like, I don't know if some people, it's just like, no, you know, I'm sober. That's not even an option. It's like completely off the table. I mean, it was like one of those things. It's like, why will we even talk about this? It not even an option, you know?
0: You mean James and you have different recovery or we, you and I?
1: No, I was talking about James, yeah, but yeah. yeah. I don't want to speak too much for him because right, he's right, right. obviously not on this podcast. Right. So I don't want to, like, <laughs> you know, right. say anything, but he definitely, like, I mean, he's a person that I, like, super admire. He was my first mentor mm-hmm. when I was first in Recovery Dharma. And I was just like, damn, this shit, this dude's got his shit, like, on lock when it comes to his sobriety. You know right, what I mean? Right, And, you know, the years I've been in New York and known him, I've always just, like, really admired that about him. That he's just, like, very, like, unwavering about that versus, like, and you know this about me, too. Like, I'm just, like, very, like.
0: You're, you intellectualize I, it a lot.
1: I don't know if i intellectualize it, but I'm just kind of like, maybe, I don't know, I flip-flop on it all the time, you know?
0: Well, you always put it, the way you flip-flop on it is by making it into an intellectual argument.
1: Yes, exactly, yeah. Yeah, and even, like, over the summer, I was reading all these books about, right. like, addiction and how, like, addiction is not a disease and, like, all these, like, counter-arguments and, like, yeah, just a lot of... <laughs> you know, philosophizing, like, bullshit philosophy about these kinds of things. Because, like, at the end of the day, I think it was just kind of like, dude, I just want to fucking, like, party, you know? Right, right, yeah. And it's also that thing that it's just sometimes it gets so, like, heavy having to be conscious all the time
0: and make, like,
1: like, right decisions and things like that. And, like, sometimes, at least my mentality that night was just, you know, if I do something dumb tonight... What that wasn't me that was just me you know
0: being right. drunk or
1: whatever you know right
0: like you want a window that's a different reality for a moment like you want and you want that it's like Alice in Wonderland like you step into a mirror it's a different reality you can start back out and it's your other it's like okay no I'm not that in the mirror person totally
1: yeah because having this like static personality is kind of you know that was something I needed to get used to for like a year. I mean, this whole entire time, it's kind of like, this is me and this is like always me. Maybe there's like different aspects of me, but it's not like when I was actively, it's kind of like, okay, you have during the week, Nick, and then there's fucking crazy, like weekend Nick, you know what I mean? And those two are like completely different. They would never like get along with each other, you know, <laughs> but they're the same person. They're still me. And it's just like, ah, I need to have some stuff. I need an outlet for some of this stuff. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I do. Um, I I would argue. I mean, for my experience when I was drinking, I I would say that I didn't change. That you know that my use of substances and whatever was like a way of controlling my experience, so that it I did it didn't change. You know, so mm-hmm. I knew what to expect, so I could control my feelings, so I could not be uncomfortable. All that stuff, and then yeah, but and now it's yeah. I'm like I don't know. I think. I think you just can grow a lot more without depending on that stuff, and so you can for actually sure. Become, yeah, but you're just conscious of it, so it's harder.
1: <laughs> I think, like, yeah, the growth actually comes. I agree with what you're saying. Uh, it's definitely you can, I, you know, it's just like stagnant for a long time. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, anyways, that's what happened. That was like the last like big blowout, right? That was like june end of june like july of last year
0: right
1: and then august is like always kind of like tough for me because that's when like my ex's birthday is is mm-hmm. at the end of august mm-hmm. so that always like you know around that like end of august period always kind of get a little like squirrely sad yeah
0: eh, sad. Not sad, yeah i suppose
1: like sad. more just why can't i just like fucking get over her you know what i mean like okay like you know why are you still holding on to this thing, like just move on, you know okay, and so like invariably that ends up being like you know going out on a date with somebody like around that week, you know right or something right right right, right, anyway, so that's what happened, and so that was like the last like a fish time right. that I had a drink it was like I went on this date with this woman. And the whole time I wasn't drinking. And then it was like, it was like a good day. We had gone to like, I don't know, a third location. Right. Like we had dinner and then we went to one place and then we were like this other place. And she went up to the bar and got drinks for us at some point. You know what I mean? Cause
0: you didn't you know tell that her situation. that you didn't drink. Yeah, yeah. Of
1: course I didn't tell her. <laughs> <laughs> um, Since that time period, obviously, this podcast, I'm telling everybody that I'm sober now. Right. But at that time, so, you know, the situation, I'm sure people can relate to this when you're, like, going out on a date and you're like, oh, I'm going to go to the bar and buy the drinks and then just, like, not even tell the other person that I'm not drinking. I'll get, like, a Coke or something. And they won't even question that I'm, that it's non-alcoholic, you know? right. Right. So that's the situation that happened, but since I was, like, paying for everything, I guess, like, when I went to the bathroom or whatever, she went up and bought the drinks, and then I was like, oh, okay, there's a drink now, whatever, I'm going to have it. I I just had that, I had that drink, and then I had one more drink, and then I was like, okay, I'm not, because that other situation was so fresh in my mind, that I was just like, I call it quits after two drinks.
0: Uh So
1: that was that was, yeah. And like that was like a weird like August something date, and so I think I told you I just wanted to cut it off at like September first because that's just like an easy date to remember.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that works. I think it's also Dax. Sh- I I was listening to Dax Shepherd's podcast, Armchair Expert or whatever, and it's his sobriety date too. So oh, really? Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. So. So
1: yeah, that's what happened. That was the last time that I drank. Oh yeah, a lot of changed in this past year. In terms of like being open about sobriety
0: uh-huh.
1: and like owning it a lot more. I mean, I feel like we started the podcast pretty shortly after that.
0: We started it in late October. Yeah. So, yeah. Or we, I mean, we probably, that's when we first published. So we probably started working on it at the beginning of October or something.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I think I just like doubled down on it. I mean, this Talking with you obviously has been so like beneficial. Putting out this podcast,
0: yeah, talking about
1: um, it, just being like way more open about it, mm-hmm. and that's probably been the biggest game changer for me because I wasn't open about it. <laughs> obviously, yeah. like you could tell, like yeah. all these instances, I wasn't open about it with people previously, right. and that's been the biggest change for me is being like publicly open about it in this last year and not feeling ashamed about it and actually feeling like super proud about it.
0: Right. Like that dynamic changed at work for you
1: too, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Like, cause I switched teams at work and like my new team, I told them like straight up, like I didn't drink like the first day, you know, mm-hmm. which I had never told my old team. Mm-hmm. And that's like saved me a lot of times too, because just people just know that I don't drink, you know, so they don't buy me drinks. And like, it's not something that's like, you know, pushed on me sometimes. Like again, these work situations right. where it's like, Happy hours and whatnot. Not that we're doing any happy hours nowadays, but yeah. I mean, for me, number one thing that probably like helped me get to this year was the openness about it, you know?
0: Yeah. And just kind of owning it.
1: Yeah, for sure. And then I was fairly actively involved until like COVID hit, even after like COVID hit a little bit with recovery circles. But I will admit, like these last few months have been pretty tough. Right. We're just like moving out of New York. And then staying with my parents and my brother and just kind of being a little, like, lost right now. Yeah. In terms of what is my identity even, you know, again, like, going back to, like, intellectualizing stuff. But that was, like, another thing that was just like, okay, now my, like, part of my identity is being sober. And part of it was, like, being a meditator and being a Buddhist and, like, all this mm-hmm. stuff. And then I started just questioning all that stuff again, you know? It's kind of yeah. like, is this something that I even wanted? And, again, it's around, like, this year long mark that those questions start coming up again. And what do you
0: think it is about, because I totally understand the identity thing. I think like identity feels protective. I think it's, it's people, we feel more comfortable being put in a box, right? Cause then it kind of, people know what to expect. We know what to expect of ourselves. For me, like I can trace backs when I, kind of accepted a certain or, or took on a certain identity that it, it was a protection because I think I, you know like I was like a weirdo and then I was an artist and I was like okay okay well, we can we can understand you now so I got yeah. less bullied as soon as I like had this identity so I think those identities serve a certain purpose but also I, I also want to know like why can't you just have this stuff going on because it helps you but not make it your entire persona?
1: I mean, totally fair. (laughs) Um, (laughs) that's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think it's just something I'm still like figuring out because it is like, you're, you're right. Once you have this identity, at least in my case, it was kind of like, oh, okay. I'm sober. I'm like into meditation. I'm into Buddhism. I'm like taking this meditation training. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get super into this. And then it becomes, oh, you're the meditation guy now. Or like, oh, you're this person now. You know, it's almost like this brand that you create mm-hmm. that, you know, how to like express yourself to other people and they know what to expect of you exactly. and all that kind of stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And then, I mean, I, it was like something that, Talked a lot about with my therapist Mm -hmm. and this idea of just like multiple aspects of your persona. He was a great therapist and he was saying it in a good way, but he's kind of like this meditation Buddhist dude. Like That's Mm -hmm. one aspect of your persona. But you also have this crazy risk taker person who loves to like, you know, if it's not getting in like crazy situations with drinking and doing crazy stuff now, it's like taking yeah, like mad yeah, risks like, with money or like, you know, like you just like taking risks, you know, getting that like, I guess as a dopamine hit yeah. off of risk taking, you know what I mean? So like, that's an aspect of your personality too. So don't try right. and like shut all these things down. And I was like, you're totally right. Cause there was like a certain point, you know, I went through all this crazy stuff last year where I was celibate for a long time yeah. and I was like, I'm going to need to renounce desire. I'll, like, eliminate my emotions. I know.
0: Everything is, like, extreme. (laughs) It's not, like...
1: Super extreme. Yeah. And I was like, should I sell all my stuff? Should I move to, like, a monastery? Should I quit a job? Should I do all this stuff? So all those things were, like, going around in my mind. And then, obviously, this global pandemic hit. And it just, like, threw everything into, like, you know, a tailspin. Right. And I think the first couple months, I was, like, good in terms of routine exercise meditation recovery stuff and then like once that stuff kind of like falls off a little bit
0: yeah because
1: then it's like well now my routine's getting all shaken up because like my lease is ending and i gotta find another apartment or do i even stay here like oh shit what do i do with all my stuff you know and all this you know then it's like i'm leaving new york that was an aspect of my identity too you know yeah um so i don't know all these things come into question and then at least for me you just start questioning everything. I mean, it's really smart what you say. It's just like, why can't it just be like this helpful thing for your life? Like, why do you have to make it such a big deal? But I think it's also being kind of like removed from people uh, and not being in like community as much as like you're in your own head a lot more. And that's not always like a great place to be.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know that meetings have also gotten, and they have for me too, they get, you know, We've been doing it for a few years now, and they get kind of old hat for us, you know? Like, all right, we're going to say the same readings. We're going to, you know, say the same intros in the meeting. We're going to, you know, it's the same old thing that we experience every time. And for us, a lot of times it's the same people as well. So I know it's kind of gotten not as interesting for you or not as compelling. Yeah,
1: maybe. And maybe it's like also this thing that I'm just like, I've gotten... I don't know more of an understanding of myself and like why I'm doing certain things. And then I just kind of see like the drinking as some sort of symptom of something underlying it. Right, right? right. So it doesn't become so much about like the drinking. Cause that can be like swapped out with like totally anything like it was gambling. Now I'm like playing mad video games all the time.
0: Okay,
1: <laughs> So I'm going down like on the risk scale, which is great, but yeah, I know. Like, like, like it's still like <laughs> yeah. whatever it's still like, Oh, okay. I feel bad something's going on. I don't really want to address it. Like, let me do this other thing to just like numb out for a while, you know? Yeah. So it became, and not that like recovery dharma is all like, we talk about drinking or whatever all the time, but a lot of times that's what people are talking about. Right. Um,
0: Substance. Yeah. Their addictions. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's why I felt like it wasn't, it wasn't this thing I was Mm -hmm. so much addicted to. It was like this feeling of not the feeling of escape is the addiction, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and I actually will argue that that's what, like, a, a Dharma is all about is that. You're right. It That's kind of where it's centered, I think, is that. Yeah. Um, just going out of I, yourself.
1: Yeah, and I think one thing, at least for me, like personally, it's like with the, the meetings, like for me it was never about, like, the actual meeting. I mean, it was. Yeah, going to the meeting and meditating, but like the real like chunk of the meeting was like hanging out after the meeting, Mm -mm. you know, and making connections with people outside of the meeting and like forming those bonds and like getting closer with people and having like deeper discussions outside of that place. And when it's just this kind of, you know, Now it just seems to me like this module that I just plug in my calendar, and it's like, right. okay, time to like sign in the Zoom meeting, and it's sort of like this thing where you're like, okay, people are saying similar things, and you're seeing similar people, and I'm just like, what am I actually like getting out of the the things that I went to recovery for? Are, I'm not getting it from this anymore, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, and part of me is just that's like a cop out. I could for sure like put some more effort into it.
0: I would get those sort yeah. of things too. You I was know? just but thinking like, about that. Yeah. Like how we, in the beginning of all this, we had like once maybe or twice where we just bullshit together, like on Zoom with a couple friends, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. And yeah, that was cool. But, and then it's like, when I don't do that a lot, I'm, I'm becoming more isolated. Yeah. And like, you know, even like you call me and like, you know, like Jen called me today. I didn't answer the phone, <laughs> you know? I don't know. It gets so... The opposite, where I'm just like, I don't want to talk to anyone. Yeah. I just want to, like, be myself. I don't even know what to say to people if I talk to them, because I don't want to talk to them about, you know...
0: What you're going through.
1: Yeah, because it sucks, right? Like, it's depressing, or... I mean, it can be depressing. I think last time we talked, I was much more (laughs) in that, like, state where I just wanted to, like, bitch about stuff. But that's not fun for anyone to listen to, you know? No, but
0: that's... I mean, I think... That's a, what we're here for. And we've all experienced it. And I know it's not fun for you, but, and I also, I can relate to it. Cause when I isolate it, everything gets harder. Everything. Yeah. It's like, for sure. Yeah. It just because every time you don't do it, it just becomes that's that much harder. And that's like how people, and I'm not saying this yeah. is you, but like, this is how people become like shut-ins, you know, because like.
1: Totally. Yeah.
0: I, that little fear is going to keep me from, I'm not going to go to the dry cleaner anymore. Cause that happened, you know, it just, or whatever. I'm just, you know, and so you just keep doing things less and less and then it just becomes impossible. And then there's all this anxiety that.
1: Dude, is. totally. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so you, ha- it's like, you have to keep you have to find you have to fight that stuff and find the let your friends help you, and I know that sounds really easier said than done, but you're also talking to a bunch of people that know exactly what you're talking about
1: no totally, yeah, but a lot of it is like what you're saying it's like I already know what I kind of need to do there needs to be some like action right you know like go outside like now that I'm staying down here in South Carolina, I should actually like reach out to some of my friends over here or maybe even build some new connections here, yeah, you know, yeah. and not treat it like it's just like this pit temporary. stop, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think for, I don't know, my mindset for a while, it was kind of like, okay, this is just like a temporary thing. And then we back to New York and things will, you know, mm-hmm. be back to like what they were. And then it's kind of like, okay, that's not going to actually happen. I mean, it could, but that's not the decision I'm making right now. Right. And so instead of being in the state of inaction and just not doing anything, you know, this kind of like purgatory type feeling, it should be like, okay, I got to own this right now. This is what I'm doing right now. So let's just it's fucking do it. It's true. Right, you I know? agree.
0: I agree. Yeah.
1: That's why I was kind of like, I need to get into this more like positive mindset, you know? And maybe that's like a reason I don't want to talk to people is because like, I'm kind of like, I'm getting there and I want to get there before I talk to people because yeah, I don't know.
0: But don't you know that sounds like I need to get in shape before I go to the gym?
1: Yeah, no, I it sounds dumb, like even when I'm talking I'm about not it right saying now. you're dumb.
0: I can completely <laughs> relate.
1: No, 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 no. I'm not saying – you didn't call me dumb. I'm just like – I was thinking about this whole, like, identity brand, like, persona thing that you were talking about before, you know? Yeah. No, no, like, people in, like, RD know me pretty well, but, it's, like, I had another friend – and I was talking to her and I was saying like, Oh, I have been having like these issues of feeling depressed lately. Uh-huh. And she was like totally like super surprised. Cause she was like, Oh, I know you as like this type of person. And mm. that doesn't fit in at all with the image that I have of you. You know what right. I mean? So I don't know that I don't think that's really what's going on, but anyways,
0: no, um, yeah. you were
1: about to say something.
0: Oh no, I don't know. Yeah. Just, just that, just that, that like you can't, you know, I think talking helps. It always helps. Okay. Not always, but it is known to help. That's why there's talk there. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. Talking definitely helps.
0: And I will say when you're like in those moods and that's fine, it is really fucking intimidating to talk to you. What do you mean? You put up such a wall. Like it's like, uh, Nick does not want to talk to me. I feel like I'm his mother right now and I,
1: Yeah, it's not like uh, I know what you're talking about. I think it's just because like I'm just not there. You know what I mean? I think in my head I'm somewhere else, and like,
0: yeah, um, yeah, you're you're a few, you're like a few hundred like feet below the water or something. It is very, you're you're totally different than how you are right now in this moment. Yeah, totally. And that's okay. Like I can handle it. I'm a big girl, you know.
1: I I can like, like.
0: (laughs) and that's what like relationships are. They're, they have depth, you know, I, it would be boring if you were the same person all the time. People aren't the
1: same all the time, you know? Yeah. But it is this thing of just being like these, being moody, you know what I mean? And having like changes in your mood all the time is not something that I've necessarily like looked at. Yeah. In like the past year until like very recently, you know, mm-hmm. oh, even the past year, maybe the past like four or five years or something, you know, Yeah. but just recognizing that that is something that happens. And yeah, like you said, like I, if I have been like characterizing any of these things as things that I don't like or feel ashamed of, I don't necessarily feel like that. Of course you feel like that sometimes, but, um. You mean that you don't
0: like about yourself?
1: yeah. But I don't think it's like that. I think, you know, I actually like not even with taking a break from this, but I also took a week off from work and just mm-hmm. was just getting my head straight. Just having time to think and reflect on stuff and uh, having like a little space from stuff has just been super helpful to like kind of reflect on things and be like, you know what? You know, things are actually pretty awesome. And uh, even though like I feel like they're not awesome sometimes, that's okay too, you know? Mm-hmm. It's all like recovery stuff, you know what I mean? Like everyone said. A lot of these lessons that you learn are actual like truthful lessons and they really apply. It's just you have to do the work of actually applying them in your life, which you don't always want to do sometimes. That's why it's important to be in community because it helps you stay on track. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for reaching out to me consistently <laughs> over these weeks where I've been like, MIA.
0: Yeah, well, I just – it. You know, obviously it's worrying. I think there's a lot of the things that the things that have helped you and I think that have helped you get a year of sobriety are the things that you're no longer doing, like meditation and, you know, recovery dharma meetings and community and the podcast and reading and like all of those things are the yeah. things that you've put down. No, for
1: sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the one thing that's, like, super, like, touching about, like, this podcast, too, is that I had, like, you know, a few people, like, reach out to me after that one episode we did. Yeah. That was just like, hey, man, I know how you're feeling. You know, I've been there. That was super helpful. So, like, the people who did reach out really, really appreciate that because it meant a lot to me and was very, like, helpful in being like, oh, yeah, you know. It is okay. And so.
0: And people pay attention and you have an impact too. You matter. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's why, I mean, I felt bad about not talking on the podcast for that reason. Cause I was like, oh shit, like people are actually listening to this and it's helping them. That's really awesome. So I wanna thank those people. Yeah. Um, and like everyone who's listening to this, like, and just, you know, not even like for whatever reason. Whatever you get out of it is kind of the same thing that I'm getting out of it, too, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think we had like when we were talking with Dave from Dopey, he had made that comment because right. I was very much like I'm using this podcast as like part of my recovery now. Mm-hmm. And he was just saying, you know, be careful doing that.
0: Right.
1: So that kind of stuck with me to a little bit about like, huh, how am I actually using this podcast? And like, what are, I know like we are trying to do something or you're trying to do something. I didn't even know what I was trying to do. Mm. I think this whole time has been like a support for my recovery. And now it's been like the main part of my recovery Mm -hmm. really has been this podcast. So that gave me a little bit of pause too.
0: Yeah.
1: And then I was like, I don't know if I actually want to be involved in this anymore.
0: Right. Right. Right.
1: Not that I don't don't like being involved in it. I love talking to you and recording it. Mm-hmm. It's just like the all the other like now that people are like actually listening to it and like who are falling in it's you know building into something. I'm like, I don't know if I that's what that's not what I want, you know
0: right. I'm more I just want to talk,
1: right Yeah, so yeah, and I don't need to actually have a podcast to do that. We talk on the phone all the time to do that. So I think part of that was coming up too, to be like, you know, I don't know if I actually want to do this anymore in terms of the podcast. So Mm -hmm. that was going on in my mind. And then when people were reaching out to me, then I, I guess maybe it is guilt or some, I don't know what it is, but you kind of made like a similar statement to be like, okay, you kind of like should get on just to tell people an explanation of what's going on, you know?
0: Well, yeah, I think you were like, you were like, that's it. I don't want to do it. And I'm like, well, I am not going to explain you to other people. You need to yeah. explain your own. You know, like pe- I deserve that. You know, like you kind of speaking for yourself, and I think our listeners also deserve that. You know, hearing it directly from you.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: I think I think you're you are not as much of a recovery nerd as I am. And like, everything's a phase, you know, there are moments when I'm like, why the fuck do I do all this? Why do I make my life hard <laughs> like this? Why do I give myself second and third jobs? You know, like, I just want nothing. I want all of this to go away right now. I just yeah. want to able to lay in bed, you know, when I have those feelings all the time. I mean, not all the time, but they just come over me, you know, but I, I am, I am still a recovery nerd. I love reading about we, I interviewed this. I still use we all the time. I interviewed this um, Arden O'Connor. It's actually going to air before this episode. And, you know, I was looking into, like, the abuses of recovery centers and rehabs and stuff, and I just fucking love that shit. You know?
1: <laughs> like, yeah. I love
0: reading about it, you know. So I do get it. There, that does exist for me, you know, that kind of mainline nerdiness of being into this topic.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And I think, I mean, that's something I really like admire about you. And just like the commitment that you have to it. I think that's like another issue that I'm dealing with is why do I always run away from these things, you know? So that's like another part of it too, that I don't want to run away from this thing because I'm scared of it or I don't want to do it, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think... You do just for the listeners. I mean, we've thought about this, we've talked about this before, but like you have this thing where you get like really into stuff. Like when you were celibate, it's like all fucking in. Or when, you know, with the meditation stuff, or, you know, it's like then you want to go to a monastery and give up all your possessions and like, you know, whatever. And or creating this podcast was was your idea. Because you got really into podcasts. You were like in a podcast <laughs> phase. And you got all the equipment that I'm now using in my living room. And then you were helping me because I wanted to make something to support recovery, like a more modern kind of understanding of addiction recovery. And so that's how this came about. And you know, I think I was able to latch onto it because podcast that's not my identity going back to identities it's not my identity so i didn't have to like worry too much my perfectionism didn't show itself as much as much it still shows itself but but i don't know what my point was that just became me no i mean i think it's me. like
1: yeah no 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 i mean and I think it's actually like okay, I don't have to like make it this issue where it's I have a fear of commitment or like whatever it is and label it as something, you know? Right,
0: right, right, right. You can make right. it this
1: positive thing, being like, I'm. I, that's just like what my personality is like. You're super right about that, you know? Like, yeah,
0: you get really intensely into stuff, and I'm passionate, and I love that about you. It's yeah. Um, but then it's like on the other side of it, it's like done, done, dead, yes. buried. It's like not yeah. even like a little inkling left. It's shut the door, you
1: know? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily like something that that's not something that I dislike, actually.
0: Yeah. I
1: kind of like it because it is like this project is like a thing now. Even, you know, I started this other uh, podcast with my friend Rishi and he just restarted it on his own. Yeah. (laughs) So he's like doing it on his own. So it's kind of like okay, I mean, that's actually like pretty cool because these things weren't in existence a year ago and now there's like two things out there. Right. That just like happened, you know? And then I'm kind of like, I want to do something else, you know?
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, So you're formally breaking up with Sober Company.
1: um, I mean, I don't want to say it's like breaking up. I'm still like part of the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like... Because
0: I have my own, you know, I have my own... I have an idea where it's not a full-on breakup. Where,
1: yeah, 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 I don't want it to be a full-on breakup either, you know?
0: Like, I think you should still, like, I understand if you, you know, I think you should still be part of it. Kind of yeah. just, like, pop in and do your thing and, like, have these No, for
1: sure. Like, I think that, yeah, I mean, I think that's part of what sober company is. It's like you're building right. this, like you know you've had like jen on a few times like you have brian on you're having people on like they become and like we've you know met up with cynthia right you know and so like you start like meeting all these people and just like expands your network and that's like what it becomes but i think like even from the beginning like i don't think this was like really my thing i think it was this is Lacey's thing i'm helping her out with it oh fuck that now i'm really a part of it you know yeah uh, and that just kind of happened. It was like really fun when we were doing it. I mean, truthfully, I don't. I don't know if if we weren't like disconnected right now and I was still in New York. I don't know if this would be happening. You know, but
0: yeah, um, like if the pandemic hadn't happened.
1: Yeah, because it was fun. I mean, it becomes part of your routine. Like I always looked forward to us meeting.
0: Right. We would uh, like
1: weekly, and then we get dinner, and right. it was just like fun. Yeah. You
0: know? Yeah. We would sit on your and tiny that, couch.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: He has this love seat, literally.
1: (laughs) We'd always have to, like, make these, like, maneuvers (laughs) to, like, sit. It was, like, sitting on an airplane or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some really, like, compact space.
0: (laughs) Yep. And uh, with the microphones in our laps and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I think just so that folks at home have some closure to understand what we're talking about here. Let's kind of reiterate what we've uh, decided, or what you've decided, with your relationship to Sober Company.
1: Oh, I mean, I'm still like a part of the company. I'm just not going to be on
0: Every weekly podcast with
1: you. Yeah, so I can be like your sidekick.
0: Mm, that's that's what I wanted Jake to be, but Jake's about to have two kids. Is one? Oh, he's he's having having another
1: kid. Yeah. The
0: baby is due on my exact birthday. Oh wow! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yeah. But is that
1: like closure? I
0: think I I think so. I mean, I think you know. I think we've been having this conversation like off and on for a while. So you know, it's I've been able to kind of sit with it. You know. And, and make yeah. my peace with it. But as long as I can pull you on for stuff or like if I get inspired to talk about something, I can be like Nick would be the person, perfect person to talk to about this, you know, or just I think people get tired of like the more professional interviews and like the more bullshitty relaxed ones, you know,
1: we can totally do that. Yeah. Just I'm all about bullshitting and relaxing. <laughs>
0: So I think, but yeah, I don't think this is like the
1: end of anything. It's just an evolution,
0: right? 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 I like that. I I like this. The kind of expanding on that definition of. I mean, we always did that, right? Sober company meant the company you keep, right? Right. And so I like that. That there's kind of like that. That the, the company is the company. That the company I keep on this microphone. You know. So.
1: Yeah, and it also like might be like a good reset for me too to just be like, oh man, like these people who reached out to me, I need to reach back out to people, you know? Um Yeah,
0: and I got a quite a few people too and I and I forward those messages on, but that reached
1: Yeah, out but me. I not just not in like this professional sort of way, but more just as a human. Yeah, like just new new friends you know
0: totally totally yeah. not that we're professional in any way but yeah, yeah. speak for yourself
1: <laughs> i'm definitely not a professional
0: though
1: <laughs> listen to any of these podcasts you can tell that
0: all right well let's do the wrap-up closure i think you should participate in this one maybe you should do this i think you should do this one
1: Oh, God, I don't even remember, like, what to say. Thanks for listening. We got a website and an Instagram. (laughs) Well, that was our episode. Wait, no, Um, I have to start the music. Oh, man. Do you do it on the music?
0: Yes. (laughs) You started that. Thanks. Yeah. All right. I'm going to start right now. Ready? Three, two, Mm -hmm. one.
1: Well, thanks for listening It was really fun recording this episode with you, Lacey, as always.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, If you'd like to get on social media, (laughs) I guess Instagram and Twitter, um, you can check us out at at Soberco Podcast. Uh, There's also a website where you can send us uh, a a letter or a form, like (laughs) a form fill sort of thing. (laughs) that is a uh, sober.company and it's not a dot .com it's a dot .company cuz that's a thing cool. so sober.company yeah the internet is cool i guess you can just get a dot whatever nowadays it's true. so you can check us out at sober.company uh you can rate us five stars that would be great because that's like a, that's a way that other people get exposed to the podcast uh, so if you like this podcast You can rate us and tell your friends and subscribe to it. And as always, our theme music is by John Tessier, courtesy of Said So Sound. And... (laughs) Wow, I should have thought of a sign-off before (laughs) I recorded this. Yeah. It's too late now. But thanks for listening. Is the music, should I re- re-record this?
0: No. It's going to be messy. Right. It'll be good. All right, cool. But you still need to say sign-off.
1: So, all right. Um, I don't have any cool sign-offs, but if you're out there and you're struggling, like just know that there's other people out there like that that are going through it. And uh, if you need some help, you can always reach out to, to me or Lacey or people like us. And uh, it's great. Being sober is awesome. Perfect. Just as, like, an aside, you don't need to, like, put this in, like, the, like, recording. But this fucking, like, Bob Woodward, like, Donald Trump thing is, like, the most hilarious shit ever. That he just, like, had, like hours and hours of recording with this dude and just would like say like whatever and, and he's just like oh yeah whatever like, of
0: all people <laughs> i know yeah
1: and he's like bob woodward yeah whatever i've heard of you like whatever <laughs> you're a hack right or like whatever record you know um so that's just like what brought up for me it's like i don't want to put anything on the record <laughs> in case this shit comes up <laughs>